Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of the Convergence podcast. I'm your host Siddhartha Valuri. We're at episode 21 already. These are really starting to go by very fast now. And I really appreciate the support that's being shown to the podcast. This week I had the opportunity to talk to Gail Seguillon. She's a very experienced concept artist and matte painter who has worked in studios like MPC, ILM, Double Negative and many more. We spoke about her experiences working on some of the biggest movies of the past couple of years as well as the amazing collection of reference photo packs she has generated over time. This episode gave great insights regarding the mindset of a concept artist and matte painter working in the film industry. And so I hope you get some great insights from this episode and without further ado here is my conversation with Gail. So once again thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Uh I've been looking at your work for quite a few years now so it's great to be able to catch up with you and learn more about your journey. I actually tried searching for some podcast of yours where you might have shared your journey earlier and I found this one video but it was completely in French so I, I couldn't <laughs> watch that and I thought it'll be good to have you on my podcast and talk about your story so far. Yeah, yes, yeah. thank you for inviting me. It's very nice. So I guess let's just start from the beginning. How, were you always interested in art as a career? Um n- I, I've always been interested in art. I've always been draw- drawing since uh, I'm a little kid, but I was never considering it uh as a possible career path. Mm-hmm. Uh because I just thought uh there was no jobs in art, you know, I, when I was younger I thought art was only limited to a painting on canvas and um yeah I didn't even know graphic digital art uh, even existed so I didn't consider it until uh, I actually yeah, uh, found out that it was a, there was there was jobs and uh, there was school as well uh, mm-hmm. uh, teaching you that so that's when I really started to be interested in it I thought oh maybe I can live from my passion and that would be cool so that's when I started to search for school and that yeah that's a bit how it how it started for real so was there any particular school that you finally ended up going to learn the skills that you picked up uh first i joined um an animation school mm-hmm. uh, in south of france called superfocum where i learned all the um uh, basics of um image making and the basics of uh, 3d mm-hmm. 3d modeling and things like that and then i joined another school called artifex where i learned all the vfx workflow uh, because it's really what i wanted to do to work on visual effect uh, on feature feature films to do visual effects so i i went to that school because it was a uh, more specialized in that um so yeah and you've picked up like quite a variety of skills now right you you know matte painting concept art photography how have you been able to essentially balance so many skill sets along the way um well first uh, when in the school i was at fx they teach you really everything mm-hmm. every step every production step from a uh, shooting a movie on green screen and to yeah final compositing so um i had all the tool set i needed i just had to pick and choose uh, uh what specialty i wanted to do and i was um more attracted uh to concept art and the painting because i love landscapes and i love painting images and, uh, i love the creative side uh of of the job so that's why I chose that. Mm-hmm. And were there any particular artists that you were looking up to back then whose work kind of inspired you to move in that direction? Yes, yeah, there was actually um I really liked uh, I was really inspired by uh, Dylan Cole. Mm-hmm. Especially the work he did on the Lord of the Ring and Avatar. And also Rafael Lacoste. Uh, I think yes, those are the two artists that really inspired me to do matte painting, especially not only to work on movie, but to specialize myself in matte painting. I wanted to do yes yeah, things like they did. I was really amazed by the quality of the work. 
Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, Dylan Cole is still producing such amazing work. Rafael Lacoste as well. Yeah, it's... yeah, and I, I'm still in awe at seeing his work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I look up to their work, even early on when I was getting into the concept art, I remember seeing their work, and they are constantly pushing the quality even till this day. It's kind of inspiring yeah. and intimidating at the same time. Yeah, he's still inspiring me even now. Mm-hmm. So how long have you been working professionally for? Uh so since 2013 uh right after school uh, we had a graduation uh, uh jury mm-hmm. where uh, professional come to judge our graduation movies and right after that I got my first job at MPC okay. uh, as a matte painter in London and since I've been working as a matte painter for four years and since for other years uh, i specialize myself in concept art so since four years i'm only doing concept art was that a hard transition for you or were you just naturally able to move into the other job no it went uh, quite we mean from my painting to concept art mm-hmm. or from school to work i think we can take both at a time first from <laughs> school to working professionally uh, so from school to work it was very easy because Basically, the work I had to do at MPC was exactly the same thing I was doing when I was at school, mm-hmm. like exactly the same thing. So it didn't feel so much different. The only difference was that I had to speak English. But uh, apart from that, it was yeah, pretty much the same. Okay. Uh, and from concept, from my painting to concept art, um, I did it quite gradually, actually, because my first concept art task was back at MPC eight years ago. Um, and since then, I always asked in every company if I could do some concept because I knew that uh, I wanted to do concept art. And so I knew I needed more experience. So I was always asking to do some concept art even though I was a painter. So when I had my first uh, job in concept, I already had experience in on movies to do concept. So, but still, yeah, it was quite different. I was very stressed. I remember when I started my first job in concept. Um, after after a month, it was okay because I realized that it was it was okay. I had because I, at first I thought I didn't have. I was afraid not to have the level, mm-hmm. um, not to fit for the job. So I was yeah working super hard. But after yeah a month, I realized that it was okay. It was. I didn't have to stress so much for it. So, yeah, it, and and concept art uses the same techniques as matte painting. So, it's more about um, different way of thinking an image. Uh, it's more about creativity and communication than a pure technique. But the tools are the same, really. So I wasn't lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's. It's about in concept you're essentially creating some design, whereas in matte painting you're already executing a shot that's completely good to go. Yeah, matte painting you yeah you basically uh, create uh, what you are going to see in the movie in the background. You create an environment that is going to see in the movie, and in concept it's more about communicating uh, an idea, communicating with images with the client or with the VFX team. So it's yeah, just it's diff- a different way of thinking uh, on image. You think much more about composition and less about details. When you were working as a matte painter, were they providing you with a lot of assets to populate the background with, or did you have to create everything from scratch yourself? Yeah, uh, it depends. It really depends on, on the brief and on how far they were in the project. In some cases, yeah, they, they did provide me with some geometry or even renders that I had to paint over. And sometimes, yeah, you have to start from scratch. Mm-hmm. Um, it really depends on the on the movie. Okay. So I'm really curious about the VFX and film pipeline in general because I I've only worked in the video game side of the industry and not the film side of things. So I really I'm curious to know, like, because from what I've heard, it's quite fast paced compared to video games because the turnaround times are quicker and the deadlines are shorter. Is that 
how it is or how was your typical day like um i'm the opposite actually because i have, i have more experience in movies and not so much in video games so it's a bit hard for me to compare mm-hmm. um because now i'm wor- working on the video game but it's my, my first job on a video game so it's um i think it's about the same really in terms of deadlines um on some now yeah i would say it's about the same okay and when you were at mpc and then later on moving into a concept team as well you were always working in larger teams right there were other mat painters and concept artists to work in a team together yeah yeah always um in almost every company i worked for we had a uh my painting department or uh, concept art team and we work uh, together on various projects uh, within the team and also sometimes we have to work with other departments but uh, usually yeah, the same department is in the same room so you mostly work with the same people and in terms of size it really depends on the company usually concept art teams are smaller than my painting teams mm-hmm. my painting teams like can be yeah quite big especially i remember at mpc we were about is it is it 30 people i think at some point oh okay that's a fairly big team then maybe even more i don't remember but and in concept art uh, to compare at ilm we were about 8 or 10 10 maximum artists in the team so while working in a larger team like that where 30 people are involved did you have any sort of creative input or it was more about just executing the brief that was given to you um no i didn't feel much difference i am um, i don't think the size changing anything because the when i was in a well, for example at npc the team was bigger but also we had more projects mm-hmm. um and even if we were a lot on the same project we were split by sequences so we had in charge uh, a specific sequence so within that sequence we had a lot of creativity okay and generally in these vfx houses you guys are working on multiple projects at the same time if i'm correct right? yeah so from a especially in concept art mm-hmm. in less in matte painting okay you usually you are assigned on one project uh, for yeah the direction of the project and sometimes you move to to help on other project but uh, yeah especially in concept art you work on uh, you can work on several projects at the same time so in terms of like adapting from one style to the other how, how did you guys go about doing that was it tough to move from one project to the other or after a while you got used to working on multiple styles um i wouldn't say it's very hard because uh, there is not different styles involved involved because all the movies are uh, like realistic mm-hmm. so we don't have to change style really we don't have to really have yeah, a specific style so it was more it's about the about... subject matter that was changing yeah 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 okay So I'm curious like how did you move from ILM I mean MPC to ILM did you did they recruit you or did you feel like you needed a change from matte painting how did that go No so I had other jobs between MPC and ILM as a matte painter oh, okay. I did I worked I worked on first I I went to MPC then to double negative uh, then from store and after that animal logic in Sydney uh, so that for my painting and then i went to ilm in concept and so yeah i was in sydney when they re- when they contacted me and yeah there was a one uh, coming uh, coming for me and asking if i was interested in interested in uh, joining the department well wow, so you have had experience in a lot of big vfx departments yeah and different companies yeah, yeah but at the end they are all the same really Yeah, I was actually just about to it, ask that, you know, like it's it's quite common actually in VFX in VFX to uh, to change companies because um sometimes yeah you um 
yeah, people don't stay usually very long in the same company because the projects come and go and sometimes they don't need people anymore. Mm -hmm. So you, you have to search somewhere else, somewhere else. In terms of like the work culture, was it the same no matter which VFX company it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much the same. Okay. So now over the years, you've worked on like a fairly large number of movie titles. Like I was just going through your IMDb credit list. Were there any projects that stood out to you where you really enjoyed the work? Um, in VFX, yeah, there was two projects. Uh, it was uh, Guardians of the Galaxy mm -hmm. uh, because it was, it was my first job first. And it was a super cool movie, like sci-fi movie, uh, Marvel. Uh, it was, yeah, super cool to, to work on it. And the team was really great. And it was quite creative as well. We had to create lots of different worlds and... Uh, it was, yeah, just a, a really cool experience to work on that movie. And the other one was a Ready Player One. Mm. It was really cool because it, well, first it was my first proper uh, concept art job in an art department. And the movie was also very creative. Uh, for the same reason, we had, we had lots of worlds to create. Uh, and we were very, uh, we have a lot of freedom uh, creative freedom because uh, Steven Spielberg um, as long as you it, as long as your concept serves the storytelling uh, he didn't uh, really mind if you, if you were uh, going for one or another direction so we have a lot of creative freedom oh that's great to hear and I mean such amazing projects to start with that, that must have given yeah. you I mean was it like intimidating at first or were you just super excited to work on these great projects? Oh, both. I was, yeah, very uh, intimidated because, yeah, I was new in the industry and I was barely speaking English and, yeah, they put you on this big movie. You are like, oh, shit, <laughs> do things right. But it was okay because, like, they, knew, they know you are junior and it's your first job, so they put you on uh, small tasks at first to test you. And they give you time, you know, to uh, understand the workflow and uh, get along with the team. So, uh, yeah, they did things right to make you feel comfortable and not stress too much. Mm, that's really good to hear. So in terms of the, let's say, feedback loop, were you interacting with only the art directors in your team or was it through the director, production designer on the film as well? Um I would say both. Usually, yeah, we, um, you are talking with your lead or art director first mm -hmm. uh, because he supervised, uh, uh, he's the first to supervise the work. And then when it's uh, validated, uh, usually we show it to the VFX supervisor who is going to uh, approve or not or give uh, notes. And then uh, and then it goes to, if it's approved, it goes to the client who is going to look and uh, approve the work. Okay. So yes, usually there is different uh, steps of approval. And in terms of, let's say, the brief itself, was it like they would give you a part of the script or were there storyboards or like, let's say previous? How was it in terms of the initial content given to you? Um... In concept, yeah, you can have, a, uh, they can give you, especially in pre-production, they can give you the script. Mm -hmm. And usually yeah, you work from the script and uh, eventually some storyboard. But in, in uh, matte painting, uh, usually at this step of the process, some work has been done already. So um, you work from uh, animatics or renders uh, or uh, shots from uh, the sequence directly. So now that you've worked on both the VFX and concept side of things, do you like to spend your time between both of them or are you completely into concept at this point? Now I'm totally into concept. Um, I wouldn't mind doing uh, some matte painting time to time, but I really do prefer concept because it's you have more freedom, mm -hmm. uh, more creative freedom and more freedom also uh, 
concerning the software you can use and things like that. So I, I prefer it for that reason. And yeah, that painting is becoming much, much more technical uh, because you have to, yeah, now you have to do most of the thing in, uh, in 3D. Mm -hmm. I don't mind using 3D, but more for a creative purpose. Uh, so yeah, that's the main reason why I went for concept. So are you still working at ILM or are you like freelancing at this point? No, now I'm freelancing since uh, one year and a half. Mm -hmm. About it, yeah, I think. Um, I'm working at the moment uh, at Quantic Dream oh. on a video game. That's in so Paris, right? Yeah, yeah. But I'm working from home for them. Awesome. Uh, is it like a full-time freelance gig with Quantic Dream only, or are you still taking up multiple projects? No, 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 full-time yet with them. Okay. Since uh, since a year. So how has that transition been? I mean, you spent, let's say, a majority of your career in the movie industry, and now finally you're working on video games. Is there any differences that you see? Uh, it's a nice change, actually. To it's The work itself is pretty much the same. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just the way, like I have to think about different um, uh, constraints when I make my concept because I have to think about uh, game design and gameplay and things like that. While I never had to think about all that when mm -hmm. I was working on movies, it was more about the composition and uh, because in movies you create on VFX you create an image that has to be. Um, um, uh, uh, impacting because it stays on the screen for a few seconds. So it's all about that while all about um, telling the story in, in an image that you are going to see only a few seconds. While in video game, it's more about thinking about the whole, um, the whole environment, how we are going to navigate. Uh, like you think the concept art as a, um, as if you could walk in it, you know, as if, as if you could go around and it's a, diff yeah, it's a different way of uh, saying things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Like uh, in your experience now, after working in larger teams in the VFX studios versus now where you're essentially working from home, do you miss that collaborative aspect of working with so many people in the team? Yeah, a lot. I miss, yeah, having colleagues and uh, having breakfast with the colleagues in the morning and just, uh, I don't know, chat about techniques or art or work in general with people. It's also nice to work from home, but yeah, I miss uh, seeing people for real. Yeah, that I completely agree with. Um, there's only so much that you can do sitting by yourself to keep yourself motivated and interested in the work yeah. all the time. And so how have you been able to, you know, let's say, keep yourself focused, keep yourself motivated through the past year, year and a half, working freelance and um, working from home? Uh, good questions. Um, I don't know. I'm not, uh, each, each time, each day, I think that it's not going to last very long uh, anymore. So <laughs> I think that's what. What you need to Okay. Um, so one thing that I really wanted to know was, I mean, having worked in so many different studios in film and games at this point, a lot of people starting out want to apply to these larger studios right away at the very early stages of their career. And they often are not able to get it because the skill required to get into those studios is much higher and they tend to get demotivated. What would you suggest would be the right approach? Is it better to start with, let's say, smaller studios first and then work your way up? I think so. I think it's a good idea. And um, I think the best way to start is to really uh, produce a lot of work mm -hmm. uh, and show it to people to get feedbacks and to get known as well, post it on, uh, on platforms like Station or, or Instagram to get uh, feedback from people because that's so how you learn and yeah keep producing because that's how you get better and 
the more you, the more uh, art you produce and uh, post, the more chances, chances you have to get noticed as well. So are there like students reaching out to you for any sort of feedback and advice? And yeah. How's that experience? Yeah, for, like? yeah for like portfolio reviews or advice. And yeah, that's uh, usually what I tell them. You need to yet be, uh, you need to be visible. I think it's the most uh, important thing. And don't hesitate to engage uh, with people, to talk to them, to ask advice and to, uh, yeah, to ask any question you might have. Yeah, the communication aspect is so important, right? Especially in like an international industry that we are in. Yeah. Yeah, I would also recommend to go to uh, art events mm -hmm. uh, because you, yeah, you meet a lot of people from the industry and you make friends and that's also how you get to know people and show your work and, uh, and the more I know it's hard, uh, it can be hard to yeah, approach people and show your work and ask feedbacks, but I think, yeah, if you start from, from nowhere, I think it's the best approach to have. So early on when you, when you were still a junior artist, did you have any sort of, let's say, apprehension or nervousness to approach other people? I, I didn't have to actually because uh, I did uh, because of the school I did we they they um, they did the, the work of uh, connecting us with professionals with oh, companies wow, okay. th through the graduation jury because you know the professional come to judge our movies so mm -hmm. that's how it works really for us so I didn't really have to I I had to do it a bit more for when I went when I wanted to move from my painting to concept art. So I had to make a portfolio and let everybody around me know that I wanted to do concept art. And uh, that's how uh, they contacted me also because uh, one of um, the artists there back then, uh, uh, when they were looking for people, he knew that I, was, uh, that I wanted to do concept art. So that's why he put my name on the table. Because if 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 I if I kept that for myself that I wanted to do concept art, nobody would know, and nobody if a job comes up, nobody yeah would think about contacting me. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's quite true. Without actually showing the initiative in terms of what you want to do, it'll be very tough to move yeah, in that direction. Yeah. So that actually kind of brings a question in my mind: When you went to the school early on, that was quite a few years back at this point. And now a lot of online resources are available. A lot of online classes are there. Would you still recommend people to go to school at this point? Or do you think there's enough knowledge out there on the internet? Uh, it really depends uh, of like of your budget and of if you are able or not to learn from yourself. Mm -hmm. um, because yeah, if I, if I had to do it again, I would do another school because I think it's the best way to learn uh, quickly and um, uh, from like really uh, uh, from professional who knows our stuff. And the, the school, if it's a good school, they are able to put you in contact with professionals uh, directly through internships or uh, because, yeah, they, they have lots of contacts in the industry, so they can really put you in contact and that's really why uh, the reason why you pay your school because uh, for the knowledge and for the the contacts you can have through uh, thanks to the school because you work get more noticed and things mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, I do agree with that on terms of the contacts that you make because even for me personally, like the contacts that I made at FZD, I still have good relationship with them and. You always have a lot yeah. of interior knowledge about the industry in terms of which studios have openings, what's, yeah, yeah, what's yeah. happening. And yeah, they really, if it's a good school, they really give you a, a, a good insight about how it is to work on a, uh, on a, on a VFX movie. Mm -hmm. That's why the transition from 
cool to work was so seamless because they really put you in the condition of a, uh, yeah, in, like working in studio. And I, I would never have have a MPC as a first job if I uh, if it was not for Artifix. Like by my, by myself, yeah, I would never. It's it's really um it really pushes you forward much faster than when if isn't. If I had to, if, if I was self-taught, it would be much slower, I think, for me at least. And even in terms of making contacts in like such large studios with the art directors. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, completely. So the, let's say the classmates that you studied with back in Artifacts, did they also eventually transition into concept art or did most of them stay within the matte painting side of things? Um, no, most of them they stay in my painting. Some of them uh, are in con uh, are in concept as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's like um, I have a friend. We we were both my painter in MPC, and now uh, and after we uh, we work together again uh, at ILM in concept. Oh, so yeah, yeah, you you can meet the same people uh, in different company. It's cool. That's nice. But yeah, most of the matte painter I know they stayed in matte painting. Sometimes, yes, yeah, some people. Uh, it's not only between matte painting and concept art. Some can start in matte painting and end up in lighting. Or I know people in concept that were uh, yeah lighting artists before, or that were storyboard designer, or that, that came from many different backgrounds. That's kind of the it's fun part uh, of. Uh, working in a studio, right? You get to interact with people from so many departments and learn yeah. from them. And it's also, it's not that hard to uh, move from uh, a department to another. It can, it can slow you down a bit because you, like before, uh, when I started in concept, I uh, started as a junior, mm -hmm. even though I was uh, uh, almost senior, uh, at Penter before, so I had to start a bit like from the bottom again. But uh, if you're ready for that, it's yeah, it's doable. So how how did that feel for you personally as an artist, where you almost had to repeat that journey of being a junior concept artist to a senior? I really didn't mind it because I wanted to do concept art so much. I really didn't mind starting everything again, and it. Even though I was hired as a junior, it it all goes uh, pretty fast because I already had experience in the industry in both my painting and concept art. So it's much faster to uh, to to uh, to become uh, mid or uh, senior after that. Mm -hmm. That's cool. So a, a very major part of your work is, of course, the photography and the photo packs that you keep putting out quite often. And that's one yeah. of the first things that I saw in your work, actually. So I really want to know more about your travel journeys and how COVID has affected it over the last year. And how did you get into photography and travel in general? Um, I think I went into photography, into photography because... Uh, at MPC, uh, so during my first job, I um, the first thing I bought when I had a salary was a camera because I wanted to be able to take my own references for to use my matte painting. Mm. I thought, even though I wasn't traveling much at the time, uh, I thought, yeah, you never know when you go back home or like when you go on a weekend around somewhere. There is always things or in your city things to photograph you know that can be useful uh, as a reference so I started like that and and then I did uh, the, I think two years later or the year after I, did, I organized my first uh, really uh, my first big trip in Iceland and yeah that's when I realized that I really liked it and because yeah I wish I was shooting everything I, I, I could see because I was thinking, oh, I need to get this and that as reference and this could be useful and mm -hmm. uh, I could, yeah, I could use that. And so I started to, yeah, uh, to have a lot of photos. 
And after a few years, uh, I realized that I was never using any of my photos actually for my matte paintings, just because um, I never had to work on this specific topic. Like for example, for my Iceland photos, I never had to work on a movie where, where it required Icelandic kind of landscapes. Mm -hmm. So it felt a bit sad because I thought, oh, it's, it's a shame. You know, I have all those good photos and I'm not even able to use it. I could use it for personal work, but um, I thought, yeah, it was a shame to have all those photos and not being able to use it. and. Uh, that's why I thought uh, I could share it online uh, so that other people can use it. First, I shared it to my um, in my company uh, while I was working. I was sharing it to the colleagues. And then, yeah, I just put it online. And I thought um, it could make also, yeah, some little money. You know, I didn't put it very expensive, but um, it was yeah, really to put my uh, photos online and so that can be useful for people so that even I even if I don't use my own photo at least it can be useful for someone you know yeah because you never get to use all of your photos it never happened it's really happens that your uh, the the topic of the of the project requires you to use a especially the photos you took you know yeah that's true especially i mean as you start going on multiple trips you have such a large collection of photos and yeah even just doing personal work will not be able to utilize all those photographs and the content that you create yeah now I, I use it more and more often my my own photos because i have covered some so many different environments mm -hmm. i photographed so many different things that uh, obviously yeah there is more chances that you uh, have a topic that will match uh, some of the location you took in photo. Yeah. So I guess the biggest question I have first is how did you balance the time? Because working full time and traveling so often, how did you go about planning that out? Uh, well, uh, first I was using all my uh, available uh, <laughs> holiday uh, <laughs> day off to yeah to go and travel, and also I was. Um, traveling a lot during weekends mm -hmm. because uh, it doesn't require require you to take any day off. So you can leave on a Friday evening and come back on Sunday evening and or over three days if it's a long weekend. And you can do, you can cover quite a lot of things in a weekend. Was that physically exhausting for you? Like working the entire week, traveling, and then getting back to work? Right no, actually, actually, it was the opposite. It was uh, really refreshing mm -hmm. to, to yeah, see other things and not think about work for a weekend. And it, it really gives you a, a break. Even, even though it's just a weekend, it gives you a real break. And in the, in, in the, in the Monday, I feel really fresh and pretty rested and ready to tackle some more work. Wow, that's awesome. I like, I like that a lot. Did you like travel with other concept art colleagues or was it just like solo trips that you were taking? No, not really. I never, I usually, uh, most of the time I travel alone, mm -hmm. but some, well, or sometime with a friend. Uh, no, I, I never, I would love to actually, but I don't know anybody who, uh, I mean, I know now, but um, I never had the edge. I just never had the opportunity to uh, travel with another concept artist. It would be nice actually mm -hmm. yeah, to organize that. One thing I really liked about the way you had priced the photo packs was that there was like a good range. I felt there were some free packs, some quite cheap, some slightly costlier. Has that been able to, let's say, generate enough passive income for you at this point that you're able to work lesser and, say, let's say, devote more time to personal projects or travel more? No, no, not really, because I don't see it. Uh, for me, it's really a secondary income. Mm -hmm. I don't, uh, if I have 
income from my photo pack. It's cool. If I don't, it's okay. I still have my job and uh, I can still live without it, you know. Um, it's just a bonus. I see it as a bonus uh, to um, to be able to buy more uh, camera gear or organize maybe more trips. Or it's yeah, it's a bonus. Okay. So the past year, have you been able to travel at all? I mean, I'm sure it must be quite tough. Uh, I have a little bit when uh, I think yeah, I did two trips last year. Mm-hmm. Um, one one to Greece and Bulgaria and another one much shorter to uh, Tenerife, Canary Island. Um, yeah, each time I wait for the right time where borders are open and you are able to travel <laughs> to, be able to go somewhere. Sometimes I, I plan trips and then uh, like the rules changed, the border closed, or there was a lockdown, so I had to cancel everything. But yeah, it, I, I've changed the way I plan trips now mm-hmm. you, because before I was planning quite a long time in advance. Okay. But now I am, I'm planning less like, like a week before. Whoa, okay. <laughs> to, because yeah, things change all the time. So. so for someone who was traveling so much earlier, has that affected you? Let's say mentally that you're unable to travel that much or yeah a bit i really i really miss it uh, i miss hikes and being outdoor and but i'm always thinking that yeah maybe this summer i can travel like like soon i will be able to organize mm-hmm. a weekend or something i hope <laughs> awesome so uh, in terms of your personal projects are there any ongoing things that you're working on currently um there is actually, um, I'm working on a course. Oh, okay. I'm thinking about doing an online course. And um, yeah, that's it, really. Is that more like a I'm still, mentorship? Uh, more like, um, like a yeah, long tutorial. Oh, okay. Do you want to reveal any bit of that or you want to keep it a bit more secret until it comes out? I keep it for <laughs> for later. That's fine. That's fine. No, I'm just at the moment, I'm just yeah, enjoying uh, other things like uh, gardening, cooking. and. Oh, wow. That's interesting. So is that something just to kind of take your mind away from the art side of things or... Yeah, a little bit because uh, I'm already working full time on a project, so um, I like to yeah sometimes to stay away a bit uh, away of my computer uh, when uh, when I can, you mm-hmm. know. So I I like also to yeah to I've tried to come back to watercolor and more traditional uh, uh, medium. So how has that experience been like after working on such yeah, intricate VFX shots? It's hard because I, yeah, I hadn't done any yeah, painting like that since school probably. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit hard, but it's very refreshing. It's a, yeah, it's another way of thinking of thinking and imagining. So one thing that I always find curious to know about is that for people who have been working for quite a few years after a point does it get repetitive the kind of work that you're doing or do you find different projects to kind of keep yourself interested in the work that you're doing um i would say both sometimes it's it feels repetitive and sometimes sometimes yeah you get a new subject new topic and i don't know each, each time i change topic i feel uh, uh I feel like I'm working on something completely new. So, um, yeah, I don't like to stay on the same topic for really for more than a month because yeah, you get too used to it and you don't. Uh, it's hard to have a fresh eye on it. So it's nice to change, uh, even if you're on the same project. At, uh, at least, yeah, to change topic time to time, it's nice. It's refreshing. 
So in terms of your, let's say, pipeline for the personal work that you do, are you sticking to more, let's say, photo bashing and just painting side of things? Or are you bringing in a lot more 3D into your work now? Uh, not more than before, but I'm always, yeah, it depends on the topic. Sometimes uh, I need 3D, sometimes I'm fast, faster without it. It depends um, what I think. It's a balance between uh, time and flexibility because okay. you're more flexible with 3D for searching a camera angle and stuff like that, but uh, it takes more time as well. So it really depends on the topic. Mm -hmm. So one thing I really wanted to cover was inspiration. Uh, what From when you were a student, let's say, let's start there. What were the things that were inspiring you apart from the artists, but were there any books or movies or video games that really pushed you towards the industry? Um, there was a lot of different things. Uh, in terms of movies, it was uh, movie when I was yeah quite young. It was like for example Jurassic Park and Star Wars. Mm -hmm. um, and later, when I was a teenager, it was the Lord of the Ring that inspired me the most because uh, I really loved that movie and. I loved watching the making of and how everything was made and like the miniatures, all the concept art and all the pre-production and production around it. It was really fascinating. And that's when I started to search uh, if there were schools uh, for it. And it's really the movie, yeah, the movie that inspired me the most. Yeah, I mean, those are perfectly good choices. Lord of the Rings, I feel even till date the visual quality holds up so, so well uh, i don't know what magic it's, they it's, did back then but it's just too good it's not only the movie i think it's also the making of the movie like the mm -hmm. the fact that it's, they show so much and like the making of was almost as interesting as the movie to watch and that's what i really liked about it it was really uh, yeah full of stories and they show really everything and it's kind of That's what really amazing, right? I mean, the number of people who are involved in creating a movie like that is just hundreds and yeah, yeah, thousands yeah. of people. It's like so often we as artists, we're just in our bubble of the painting that we're working on, but we just don't realize the number of people involved in these productions. Yeah. yeah it's crazy. Yeah, I didn't realize it. Uh, until uh, I was in the industry, how many people were involved uh, on, on a movie like that. Mm -hmm. So let's say now, over the last couple of years, are there any movies that you feel in terms of storytelling, visual quality that have really inspired you or kind of made you think like, wow, that's that's a good one? Um... Um, it's it's really yeah, a lot of different movies here and there. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't have one in particular, but um, yeah, I don't know which one to pick really. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Um, that kind of leads me to another question. Um, working on so many different movies, you obviously start looking at different directors who are leading those productions. Are there any directors whose work you started enjoying a lot over the process of working on their movies? Uh, it's hard to say because you don't know, you don't have to deal with the director directly. Mm -hmm. uh, um, it was quite enjoyable to work on with uh, Steven Spielberg on Ready Player One because, as I said, we had lots of creative freedom. So that was cool, but. Yeah, you don't really have contact uh, with the director usually, so okay. they are quite distant from us. So on Ready Player One, were you having any direct contact or? No, not direct. No, okay. no. But um, I mean, more direct as because it was concept art, and mm -hmm. uh, so usually directors have uh, are more uh, close to the concept art production than the 
Matenching, uh, because Matenching is um, uh, more uh, specific. So you usually deal more with the VFX supervisor than the director. Mm -hmm. Was there any sort of, let's say, pressure when working on a movie where Steven Spielberg is directing it? Or was it just like another job? Yeah, no, it was, it was like another, another job. <laughs> because, yeah, I've never seen him. He was in Los Angeles and we were in London. And... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. No, it was, no, I, I never really thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> It's interesting. I mean, from the outside, when we look at it, each of these projects seem like a really big deal. But after you work on a couple of projects, does it just start becoming the same? Because at the end of the day, it's just a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's that really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when I work, I don't think, oh, it's going to be yeah, this director directing the movie. I'm thinking more like, oh, like it's the client, you know. <laughs> That's interesting. So uh, just coming back to a bit more of the, of the personal projects, are you looking to, let's say, collaborate with some other concept artists to create, let's say, a bigger IP or any larger personal project of that sort? Yeah, for, for sure. That would be cool, yeah. Mm -hmm. So is, is there something like that in mind or is that something for the future perhaps? It's, it's, not, in, it's not in my plan right now. I mean, um, it's not in my... Uh, uh, current uh, project but mm -hmm. yeah why not in the future I would be nice okay yeah that'll be awesome so um i guess just closing off the conversation i would love to know what 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 are you thinking about in terms of the long-term future do you plan ahead let's say in terms of 10 to 15 years down the line or <laughs> how do you go about it oh uh, no i don't even plan one year ahead so okay. <laughs> i like to let to let things go and see what happens, you know. Awesome. I, uh, I will see, yeah. I, at the moment, I really enjoy doing concept art, so yeah, I will continue in, in that and maybe maybe teach a bit more, maybe uh, do tutorials, I don't know. Um, yeah, let's see. <laughs> awesome, yeah, I'm sure, I mean, a lot of people will be looking forward to tutorials from you given the quality of yeah. work that you have. Yeah, it's something I'm, I'm thinking about that since a long time. I've, I've never done any tutorial and uh, I think yeah, it's the next step I would like to do. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, Gail, thank you so much for your time. It was really good conversing with you and learning. Thank you. Audience. Thank you so much. Thank you. Cool, and take care and looking forward to what you come next. Thank you. Thank you.